By now, the world is aware that Eritrean exiles are a large component of the people fleeing across the Mediterranean uh, Sea with all the horrible consequences that we've been aware of. We are also quite aware of the plight they uh, face as they cross through Sudan, South Sudan and Libya, and it's been well documented. My old Eritrean friend here in Montreal has personally sought sponsorship for as many as 30 refugees from his homeland and mobilized sponsorships with many Canadians and others in his own community for many, many others. He brought to my attention, however, an example of extreme injustice on the part of the Israeli government. Israel has an ambiguous history uh, over the last 50, 60 years in its uh, relations with Africa. On the one hand, the national struggle during the early years, 1940s, 1950s, and even into the 60s, was one of much admiration of Israel and its kibbutzim. Many delegations visited the newly founded Israeli state, and there were examples of early support as solidarity both ways. Then came 1967 and the Seven-Day War, in which Israeli forces, armed by the same imperialists that uh, the African nationals were trying to chase away, conquered huge swaths of, of Egyptian and Palestinian territory, and the OAU and the non-aligned movement at the time condemned and urged boycotts in line with the call of the Arab nations. In the 1980s and into the 90s, the Falasha of Ethiopia, on the other hand, became a focus of Israeli foreign policy. The term Falasha was an imper- a pejorative imposed on the Ethiopian Jews by their hostile Christian and Muslim neighbors in Ethiopia. These African descendants of the Jewish nation called themselves Bait Israel, not Falasha. After much discussion and reflection, these Africans were accepted by the judges of the superior instances of Jewish religious authority as being full Jews and were airlifted in their many thousands from Ethiopia as a response to the war and the famines that afflicted the region at that time. Their integration into the largely white society of Israel, however, has been fraught with many difficulties. At the, uh, at the, as the escape route through South Sudan and Sudan and Libya and across the Mediterranean became extremely dangerous, it was natural for uh, exiles from Eritrea and uh, other parts of Africa to seek alternative routes, one of which was across the Sinai Peninsula and into Israel. Since the downfall, however, of the democratically elected government of Israel and the reinstallation of the generals, that country has collaborated on numerous instances in clandestine agreements with Israel, ostensibly to thwart the ISIS uprising in Sinai. But this included Egypt agreeing to prevent African migrants passing through the Israeli border, and a very much heightened on the Israeli side uh, border, uh, including a very much more rigorous wall and, uh, uh, and controls. But before that happened, thousands of Africans, many, many of the Eritreans, had arrived in Israel seeking refugee status. Therein lies the essence of the problem. They have been blocked at every turn from exercising this basic right of asylum in international law. While peoples from many different countries can claim a connection to a Jewish heritage, despite it being diluted over many generations, are accepted literally as full African citizen. It is o- I'm sorry, as full citizens of Israel. It is only a pitiful few of the thousands of African asylum seekers 
who have even been allowed to apply for asylum. And the number that have been accepted as refugees can literally be counted on one person's finger and two digits. The Independent of the, United, the UK reports that Israel began issuing deportation notices to thousands of African refugees. Eritrean and Sudanese asylum seekers face indefinite imprisonment if they don't leave the country within 60 days. Israeli authorities began distributing those deportation notices to thousands of African refugees and migrants who have been threatened with jail if they do not leave the country. In the letters delivered to to the uh, exiles, the government told asylum seekers they had 60 days to leave for an unnamed country in exchange for 3,500 U.S. dollars and a plane ticket. Those who remain as of April 1st face indefinite imprisonment under plans which have, been, which have prompted outrage and protest in Israel. Uh, all in told, there were about 60,000 immigrants, nearly all from Eritrea and Sudan, who crossed the Israelis' border with Egypt before the government erected a fence along the desert frontier. Many were fleeing persecution and violence. Already, roughly 20,000 have been expelled, according to the Israeli government. But some have lived for years in Israel, and many work in low-paying jobs that many Israelis shun. The country has granted asylum to fewer than 1% of those who applied and has a years-long backlog of applicants. In a, in a letter, Israeli's Population and Immigration Authority told asylum seekers they would be sent to an unnamed country uh, with a stable government that has developed tremendously over the last decades and has absorbed thousands of returning residents as well as migrants from various African countries. The Israeli government has refused to publicly name the country, but officials have indicated migrants would be sent to Rwanda. Many of those ordered to leave have been sent uh, to the East African nation and said they would rather be sent to prison than leave the country. Groups of pilots, doctors, writers, rabbis, and Holocaust survivors have condemned the mass deportations and called on the government to halt the plan. They say the deportations are unethical and would damage Israel's image as a refuge for persecuted Jews. However, British, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has called the immigrants illegal infiltrators and claimed their presence was a threat to Israeli social fabric and Jewish character. One government minister has referred to the, cancer, the migrants as a cancer. What is happening is that the refugees who managed to get into Israel are imprisoned for long periods in horrible detention conditions. Those that are released are given temporary permits for two months at a time, after which they have to report to the authorities for a renewal or permission to apply as refugees. Almost inevitably, they've had their two-month permits renewed and their request to apply for asylum refused. Some have been as long as seven years in this perpetual cycle of renew, refuse, renew, refuse. Over the last year, Netanyahu has taken a much more vigorous anti-refugee line, coinciding with the arrival in power of the racist regime of Donald Trump with its anti-immigration rhetoric. The refugees who appear to renew their permits as of the beginning of this year are given letters of ultimatum to voluntarily leave the country, voluntarily, in quotation marks, leave the country on the promise of a plane ticket and a small allowance to a safe African country. It appears that country is Rwanda, and researchers have uncovered evidence that Rwanda receives $5,000 per refugee it accepts. If the refugee refuses, they are declared illegal immigrants upon the next time they try to renew their permits and imprisoned as illegal immigrants. 
Evidence also indicates that those who accept the Rwanda resettlement alternative find themselves stripped of their travel documents and refused any help at integrating into Rwanda society. Once again, thousands have been le- have fled for safe haven through the onerously dangerous South Sudan, Sudan, Libya route, knowing that the Israeli route is now walled off. Needless to say, the refugees are terrified of this option and have themselves become quite organized to resist and publicize the situation. The Guardian, also the UK, uh, in their January 26th issue, had an amazing picture of a demonstration, a large demonstration, in front of the Rwandan embassy in Tel Aviv, amongst which the asylum, African asylum seekers stood bare-chested, festooned in chains, with black tape covering their mouths in prosta- protest at the injustices they were facing. The policy has driven a wedge through the Jewish community. Clearly, there are a large number of Israeli c- citizens who do not want to see the influx of large numbers of black people and Netanyahu is representing them. By labeling these people as a risk, they're trying to equate them to being terrorist risks, which is dog whistle in the context of uh, security politics in the at-risk Israeli situation. On the other hand, Israelis and many diaspora Jews of many stripes have been totally offended by the obvious racism and injustice of these deportations. In a long article in the Atlantic magazine at the end of January, the report was that Susan Silverman, a, Jew, a Jerusalem rabbi and the sister of comedian Sarah Silverman started a campaign to get Israelis to hide a- African asylum seekers facing deportation in their homes, comparing their situation to that of Anne Frank in, uh, in the Holland of the Nazis. Uh, uh, more than 2,000 people surrounded the Rwandan embassy in Herzliya, Tel Aviv, to protest uh, its participation in the deportations. Pilots for El Al, the Israeli airline, have called for a boycott of deportation flights, although the company has said they have not been required to fly refugees. Of more than eight and more than 850 rabbis, rabbis and cantors, mostly outside of Israel, have signed a petition opposing the removal. The Toronto Star just last week reported how Jewish Canadians urged Israeli to Israel to back off plans to deport African refugees. Uh, I quote, the new Jewish community organization in Greater Toronto has launched a petition that urges the Israeli government to rescind the plan to remove thousands of African migrants from the country. Um, So they go through the whole thing and they talk about how in the Greater Toronto area and around the world, Jewish religious leaders are signing open letters to urge the Netanyahu government to live up to Israel's international responsibilities and stop the deportation. uh, the, the, the rabbi A. Lawrence Englander of the New Israel Fund of Canada, which supports NGOs in Israel that safeguard civil and human rights, said there are a lot of things going on in the grassroots. The Israeli government's policy does not reflect its own people. In our own Jewish history, we've been refugees so many times, given all these experiences as a people, Jews have to help non-Jews from these measures of the government. So many other groups are now getting involved in this. Uh, it is well worth looking up uh, the, the, the various protests and petitions. If you have, are in a position to help, uh, it is a, 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 a position of total injustice. Uh, people who are already victims in the extreme are now being victimized yet again. And, uh, and uh, it has to be said very clearly, this is both racist and, uh, and uh, uh, an offense against uh, morality and humanity. So please... Uh, look it up and see if you too can get involved in the protesting of this action on the part of the Israeli government.